to our brand new show It's not that complicated, so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Jamie, we begin this week with an apology letter Would you like me to read it? Uh, no, I would like you to uh, perform it in a version of uh, interpretive dance that most, most gets the message across, which will be the best way for our listening audience. Okay, okay. Uh, I am alone on a stage by myself. <laughs> Darkness, a single spotlight. I reach my hand out. It caresses my face gently as though a tear is falling down. My body collapses to the floor and soon over the audio... Words are read out as my body moves rhythmically, pulsing, crying, loving, birthing. Uh, The words read out, uh, Dear listeners and Jamie, last week I had to be dragged through Ithaca. I hated that film so much. It was so boring. (laughs) And I had to ask myself, as we asked ourselves in many early episodes of Hank's Bank, whether Tom Hanks had lost a step. I was worried that Tom Hanks was just being in films because he was cashing in the paycheck. I worried he wasn't interested in making the art. And let me tell you what, my friends. A hologram for the king has changed my (laughs) perspective on this man, alright? A hologram for the king shows us what we always knew. Tom Hanks is the goddamn artist that he always was, okay? Tom Hanks is out there making some real good shit, alright? Be bad boys. This week, we are going Middle Eastern, baby. I don't know what that means, but it sure is good. So get ready, buckle up, sit in for someone to fall off a chair at least three times during this (laughs) podcast. Guys, it's going to be a great episode. Jamie, how are you doing this week? And what are we here? There's so many things I want to say, but all I will say at the moment is hello and welcome to Hanks Fake, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire MDB. I'm Jamie Loxon, with me as always is my co host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. I'm alive with the passion of a thousand holograms and kings. Okay, so firstly, your apology letter was not an apology letter in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Secondly, you were clearly not reading it. It was, I like then. I think there was a mid. (laughs) I think there was a point in the middle of that way. Well, I know you, you don't were improvise to a letter. I, I think over our history, there has been maybe maybe one other improvised letter. And I think I did it, and I wasn't happy with myself when I did it. So I'm not happy with you when you did Jamie, it. We Jamie, need a level of preparation on this I'm, podcast. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. Uh, I haven't actually written any of my letters uh, since maybe week five. That is, that is absolutely incorrect. When we did this podcast together, I could see you reading the apology letters. We were in person. You had no way of getting out of it. Okay. I saw you holding a piece of paper. Oh, um, in fact, often you gave me the piece of paper to read myself. And that's hard because I can't read. That's, that's true. You 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 are, uh, is it dyspractic, dyslexic? Who knows? You're both, okay? If there was some shuffling there, I apologize. I'm just closing some windows for some good, okay. good sound quality. <laughs> we're nothing. Uh, another thing to add to my interpretive dance the stage it's the uh i go over and i see uh, the crying body of a young jamie uh just weeping there uh, of course it's not played by jamie it's um played by tom holland playing jamie another local london boy 
uh, I realise he is uh, mad at the sound quality which I am producing, and so I mime, well, I guess it's not mime, it's interpretive dance, closing the windows dramatically, <laughs> but quietly, so as to reduce the outdoor noise. And then I hold him in my arms and say, I'm sorry, but I don't say it, I say it through dance, you know what I mean? I apologise. Um, I apologise, <laughs> Jamie. You know, I want to know why I apologise? I apologise because I wasn't bringing my A-game, but this week, Jamie, I'm all fired up, and my A-game's back, so don't you worry, big boys and big gals, we're going to crack open a couple cold ones, even though it's 8.30 in the morning for me. And it's illegal <laughs> to drink in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Jamie, if we were to cross off all the things they do in this movie that would get someone killed in Saudi Arabia, it would not be a fun time, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of dodgy shit in this film. Um... Right, well, I guess we're not having a conversation up top because you managed to use... Normally, you know, we have some fun at the beginning. We talk about anything except for the film, but you've managed to introduce the film the earliest it has ever been introduced in this podcast. You used can... the cold open to talk about the film itself. First of all, as I maintain, the cold open is before the credits. That was a I, nice warm open. People knew that we were... Like, here's the thing. People heard the theme tune, so they know inevitably... Not inevitably, but invariably, they know when they come onto this that we're Hank's back. So that, that, that does come on at the beginning, right? They will yeah. hear that. They do know what we do. They do know that every week, of course, we review all the Tom Hanks films chronologically uh, from his IMDb. Um, and, you know, that's impressive on our part. You know, we, it's good we include that. Sometimes we include a little bit beforehand, and that'd be a cold open. Because they'd be like, what am I listening to on my podcast device? And it'd be us. Yes, How are you I doing this week, Jamie? Yes, I'm fine. No, I'm still, I want to talk about this more. I recognize that we have different definitions of cold open, but I feel like it makes sense for the context of our podcast to refer to the cold. What are you going to refer to it as the thing I say before? The thing we do before I say the, 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 the hello the and welcome opening. to Hangs Bank. It's just the, the opening. opening. Okay, it's just the opening. It's not got a temperature applied to it. It's just the yeah, opening. It's just the opening <laughs> of the show. It, it's after the, the, the music, which introduces the concept, and then you reintroduce it. Okay, uh, I just you know, I just think it's important for a for a podcast that you know arguably has little to no structure um, for, for whoa, to, whoa, to have whoa. some name for the one thing that happens every single week. Jamie, I just want to say, and I, I need this to to be known. I think we got some good structure, baby. All right, <laughs> we may we may like an interpretive dance. We may take it and we may you know samba around it. All right, we might play some jazz. It's all about the uh, the structures you don't play that's the really important thing we don't you know every week for instance do uh what would t tom hanks do in this situation what would tom hanks yeah. in this movie do in this situation because we play around with it jamie it's all about you mean, the you jazz mean, you mean that thing you you introduced i think in episode three and never did again uh, that famous jamie, segment coming back maybe it's coming <laughs> oh back i really hope it isn't I, especially in this episode i really hope it isn't get, uh, get your get your improv big boy boots on all right because uh, uh we're gonna I'm, crack I'm not, open not some ready good for ones it. Today. i'm not ready for it right uh but what i am ready to do is move on with the fucking show and say what we do next which is normally talk about the aliens what are the aliens well of course we are the show that chronologically reviews tom hanks entire rnb but that's not everything we do here of course there are aliens aliens have invaded and they want us to prove our worth to join the united states of space uh there's obviously a whole process called flexit you know listen to other episodes to talk about that but a few weeks ago um the aliens they let us know that uh tom hanks might maybe wasn't quite doing it for them that he, he wasn't Dude. quite convincing them that humanity Dude. was worth saving uh so they said you know maybe have a backup plan uh so we do we've decided who we're gonna well, obviously obviously alexander the only way we know of saving humanity uh, and proving our worth is by showing them movies it's 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 the only thing we've come up with we've we've been at this for about two years uh and and really we haven't 
haven't come up with anything better. So we have decided on a sequel and we've decided on uh, someone to replace Tom Hanks. And over the last few weeks, we've been giving clues as to who that person might be. Uh, now, my three clues thus far have been that this person, uh, oh, what, 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 what did I say? This person has never been in a film with Tom Hanks. Uh, this person has never had their first name be in the top 50 most popular baby names in the United States ever, which is surprising given it's a uh, relatively common name. Um, and this person, what was my other clue? Oh, has been nominated for multiple Teen Choice Awards. Those have been my clues. Uh, Alexander, if you could uh, recap your clues you've given thus far, please. So again, and very importantly, these are all consistent. And I, I will I will tell you why they're consistent when we start doing the show, of course. Uh, it is, of course, uh, that they are 50 foot tall and can breathe blue radioactive fire. Uh, it's that they were present when uh, Dick Cheney shot that guy. Uh, it's that they were caught in the 90s uh, stumbling out of a car with a prostitute or soliciting prostitutes. Uh, and of course, I mean, have you told you a new one yet? Or I, I haven't done recapping? my new one. Do you want, do you want okay. me to go first or do you want to go first? You we go first. You go first you okay, we'll go, we'll go me for go first. Um, I hadn't thought of this uh, until just now, so it's a little off the cuff. Uh, I'm, although I'm get, I'm going to go a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, heading towards actual. I, I feel like I've been deliberately vague up until now. I'm going to give a, a little bit more of a concrete clue. Uh, hmm. This person is under 50 years old. Ooh. Tom Hanks, obviously, famously, very old man. Uh, this person, uh, this person, not to that. <laughs> interesting, interesting, bold, and I like it, Jamie. You're onto something there, kiddo. Uh, okay, uh, so for me, uh, and this is uh, this was in the news, so it's a big deal, all right. But of course, uh, this person, famously, uh, he or she uh, was uh, known to have had an affair with Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and to have obtained uh, conflict diamonds from him. Allegedly, allegedly, this is all allegedly. All right, okay, a lot of a lot of allegedly's here. We're gonna throw that out. He's not a good guy. Yeah, I'm no, just saying. Yeah, this we're we're not trying to be libelous on this podcast. No, no, no. So of course, remember, fifty foot can breathe radioactive fire. <sighs> there, when yeah. Dick Cheney shot that guy. Yeah, we just recap these, Alexander. No, we don't need to recap. If we start adding in a recap just after the recap we just did every single time, it's going to get a quite a long segment each week. I, um, I feel a recap. Oh, no, I guess you're right. That would be a recap. Yeah. Uh, so, say, of, like, of course, no uh, if yeah. you, uh, from our two equally equally useful clues mm-hmm. um have managed to figure out who this person might be send us a message uh we're not going to tell you if you're correct or not because that would ruin everyone else's fun but uh you know <laughs> you, can, you can have the pride of being correct um that's 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 all you get we we we're a very poor podcast um we had to advertise well, for nice. ourselves last poor, week poor um so we do not have any monetary uh value to give you uh but with that out of the way, anyone who's listened to this podcast uh, before knows that, of course, we do a little bit of historical context and a little bit of film context. We tell you a little bit about what was going on at the time in the world when this film uh, was released. And then we give you a little bit of fun fact about the film itself. This week, I've been tasked with doing historical context. Now, uh, this film came out in the year 2016. Uh, and we've got two other films coming out in uh, the year 2016. So obviously, I need to divvy this up a little bit. Um and I don't, I don't know, Al. Do you do you remember anything important happening in the year twenty sixteen? Anything, you know, particularly devastating happening on either side of the Atlantic uh, in the year of our Lord twenty sixteen? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, you might, you might, um, you might have blocked the entire uh, year out of your memory. 
I had my I had my number four best sandwich of all time in twenty sixteen. Oh, well, that's that's that that's pretty that's pretty good for you. Um, yeah. I don't know if you yeah. checked like out the window uh, anytime while you were eating that uh, sandwich, but it was going pretty poorly for the rest of us. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to blast through uh, the two very obvious horrible things. Uh, and then we don't have to talk about them for the next two weeks. That's that's the gift that I am giving to ourselves mm-hmm. uh, next mm-hmm. week and the week after when we don't have to talk about these two things. Uh, so obviously in the year 2016, uh, in uh, June 20 on June 23rd of 2016, there was a uh, referendum on the United Kingdom's uh, status in the European Union. Uh, on the day of the vote, uh, I was within a mile of Boris Johnson himself as I was graduating from university the same day that his daughter was uh, and someone uh, protested at his daughter's graduation. And then the next day I woke up and saw the news and I went into the living room and said to my girlfriend at the time, everything is bad. I'm going back to sleep. And then around about November, I had a very similar experience where I stayed up all night watching another uh, vote go down. And, and it was it would have watched it with a couple of mates having some drinks. And, you know, it stayed up until 6 a.m. And it just progressively got worse and worse. And the next day was arguably one of the worst days of my life. But, you know, I graduated from university with 2-1. That was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what. That's what happened in the year 2016 uh, that we're not going to talk about for the next two weeks. And we are freed of that burden uh, so that next two weeks we can talk about all of the fun things that happened in 2016. Like all those celebrities that died. Oh, 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 sweet, Jamie. Thank you for giving that to me. Of course, you're coming in with the the hot, hot energy that, of course, I love. Uh, I want to want to say from the beginning, all right, already better than Ithaca, baby. Boo, <laughs> that movie sucked, all right? 2015, everyone knows, boring and uneventful, all right? Who wants a boring and uneventful year? Jamie, for the last four years, we've had eventful years, all right? <laughs> What's not to love, guys? Come on. if you We're living through history. That's great. Except that those of us don't live through it. Really sorry. <laughs> Anyway, we're so watching before, what we're watching, Jamie, so uh, of course we're A hologram watching. for the king. Before you dive into your film context, let's give a very quick plot summary. Uh, Tom Hanks is uh, a bit of a um, down-on-his-luck salesman uh, going through a divorce or has gone through a divorce uh, and can no longer afford to uh, pay for his daughter's college. Uh, and he is sent off to Saudi Arabia to pitch a hologram teleconferencing system to the king of Saudi Arabia. But when he arrives there... Things go awry. That's basically it. Um. Yep. So this came out in April 2016. The States came out in May 2016 in the UK. Uh, it cost around about 30 million to make. And you know what, Jamie? A film from Tom Hanks hasn't flopped so hard since every time we say goodbye. And yeah. you know what? That is fan fantastic yeah, we're watching anyone, the equivalent yeah. of a tom hanks indie film here guys yeah i don't There's know if anyone no, remembers uh every time we say goodbye uh it was in the 80s it was the film where he played a uh an american soldier romancing someone in oh where were they stationed where uh, somewhere in palestine. spain it's oh, palestine oh palestine oh yes spanish i knew it was, I knew it was something to explain uh with uh spanish um palestinians uh Right, I'm correct, right? Am I misremembering this film completely? Are they spoke Spanish. Sefa- are you meaning Hasidic? No, no. Um, they definitely speak Ashkenazi Spanish in that Svadic, film. Svadic, Svadic Jewish people. Look, oh. all I'm remembering is that they speak Spanish in that film. Uh, I believe that film made yeah, so, something so, 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 like 800,000. Yeah, I believe yeah. Uh, in that film they made something like $800,000. Uh, so this is the worst since that, which uh, quite... Uh, the worst since that, which Tom Hanks has been the leading role the, in. Yeah, the leading role. Uh, I believe top or whatever. 
uh, I think you'll find Ithaca also did crap. Yes. You want to know why? Because <laughs> Ithaca sucks. Well, actually, um, I'm there really was no ba- box office uh, data for Ithaca, so we cannot be sure. As God intended. And you know what, Jamie? There's another connection here uh, with one of our previous films. Do you know what that is? Oh, yes, of course. It's uh, directed by uh, t- directed and written by Tom Tykwa, uh, who di- co-directed uh, Cloud Atlas. <laughs> So you know well, he, really... he directed the um, past segments of Cloud Atlas. I believe. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, with the Wachowski sisters directing the other parts. Um, so you know, really good pedigree. Great, great team to be meeting back up after Cloud whoa, Atlas. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Here's my thing. All right, Tom Tyker. Uh, you know, he's an artist. He's a German, Jamie. He, he's fair, out there. He's uh, making he's, art house films. He made right? Run Lola Run, which is is a fantastic film. So, so he he is capable of making good films. That's true, that's true. Based on a true story, of course, Jamie. Now, allegedly, it's based on a novel. I refuse to believe this, all right? I refuse to believe it's <laughs> based on mean? a novel. What do you mean you refuse to believe it? Uh, some things are so crazy, they have to be true. That's what I've learned from this year, Jamie, is if it sounds too crazy to be true, oh, it can't okay. be fiction. It so must be you fact. are just deciding that this is... I, I was thinking... I'm this is a true this story. Based, you are just deciding that this is a true story. Okay. This is a, No, it, I'm not deciding, Jamie. It is a true story. Although, you know, supposedly the novel is based on a novel. Uh, sorry, the film is based on a novel. But who gives a crap, Jamie? Clearly not me. Of course, the film is starring one Mr. Tom Hanks as Alan. It also stars Omar Elba, who plays Yusuf. Yes, um, can, can can we pause on that? Have you dived into Omar Elba? And and looked look, because he plays he look. plays Tom Hanks' best friend. And yeah. I'm I was certain uh, that this man was white. Uh, that he oh, he yeah, I was pretty sure this man is white, and the only thing it says on his Wikipedia, so he he was actually credited in this as Alexander Black. He is he now apparently goes by Omar Elba, but at the time was going by Alexander Black, and the only thing it says on his Wikipedia is that there was controversy around his casting as an Arabian man, even though he is white. That is all it says on his Wikipedia, but I can't find any other source for that. So I'm like the two sources that are listed on the Wikipedia are dead links. So I can't confirm that. But this guy does kind of look quite white. Like I can't. It, sure, it, but like, but, but like but it's are, very, it's know, very possible that he's just uh, just a light skinned uh, Middle Eastern man. That's possible. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But the I mean. only thing it says on his Wikipedia is that he's white. But now he does go by the name Omar Elba. So if that man is white and is just trying to cash in on the fact that he looks slightly Middle Eastern and so has changed his name to Omar Elba. I said, I'd look again. I cannot confirm this, but it was really bonkers to me. <laughs> but I'm this, you know what? I can't. I can neither. changed his name to Omar Elba. Yeah, this is. It's really weird. Look, we don't need to look, touch on it anymore. But they might have cast a white guy as as, as an American Arabian white actor in the role of Yusuf. I don't know why he changes. Here's my thing. Why I can he understand, why, I can understand why someone of Middle East of someone who would go like, by Alexander Black. Like th- maybe maybe his mum is like light skinned Middle Eastern and his dad's white or something like that. And, and so like, he was he used a white like name to try around. and get to try and get roles. roles. I get that. I completely get that. That's probably the more likely thing. Is that yeah. there was critici- there was supposed criticism of him because he was going by Alexander Black, but actually, I can't find this criticism. I I, like, I can't. It's the can't... only thing it says on his Wikipedia. No, no, no. I know. What I mean is like I've read some reviews. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 no I didn't the see reviews has been like this guy's yeah, white. No, so it, I didn't it's see. Entirely I didn't... possible. It is but it entirely must be a possible. Twitter thing. 
I'm not sure. I, anyway, I just, I really went down a fucking hole with this guy because <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> Guys, but, and that's, 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 that's a good place to just keep your mind in context of this film is that Jamie's just down there in the rabbit holes. Yeah, He's well, like, while I'm watching this, every time you ship it up on screen, I'm like, is this guy white? <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so of so course, uh, 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 you know, living your best life. Maybe we can get one on for an interview. Uh, there is also uh, Sarita um, Chudari, who's playing Zara, who's a doctor in this. Uh, Omar playing Yusuf. Oh, Yusuf, of course, is a uh, like his Tom Hanks's driver in this film. Uh, in a classic driving mustache situation. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think of like any other big characters, but uh, not ben, really. Ben Wishaw appears in this. Oh film yeah, for sorry, 30 Ben seconds. Wishaw. I was going to say that for a surprise, but yeah, Ben Wishaw shows up in this film, guys. I'm not going to say <laughs> when. All right, just keep that in your mind. Paddington himself, cue yeah. from and, Paddington. And keep in your mind that when you click on this film uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime algorithmically says who this stars by just saying oh, the people who like clearly have the biggest star meter. So it says starring Tom Hanks and Ben Whishaw <laughs> when you click on this on Amazon Prime. Uh, and so you might, like I did, uh, spend this entire film thinking, where the fuck's Ben Whishaw? Yeah, that's true. I I, I, I did fuck Ben Whishaw. Um <laughs> What else? So, and that's Anything kind else? of, I'm that's... trying to think if there's any other fun facts, but other than just losing a lot of money in that, those are mainly the facts. Um, yeah, like obviously, okay, the novel, I'm oh, using uh, quotation marks there, from David Eggers. Yeah, yeah uh, and that. this is produced by Tom Hanks' production company, alongside some other companies, which we'll get onto in a second, but Playtone produces this, which is why Tom Hanks is in it. Um yeah, so, uh, thank you very much for that, Alexander. Uh, this film begins, as all good films should, uh, like I've complained in previous weeks, with four different production companies' vanity plates. It was, I don't know why, I've, after the last time I you noticed so it. Bothered by, you are I, so bothered by I this, Jamie, know, and I do not care at all about production like, company it's plates. It's like 40 seconds! The first I love 40 it. seconds I, this of this film here for Jamie. is just... Here's the thing, here's what I don't Lionsgate, like. fucking ex-film creative pool. And if one of them is are, really bad. One of the vanity plates are, is really bad. If there's sound playing underneath, I don't like it. If it's just silence, I'll deal I think, with it. Well, I think that's even... I think some... I, I think both of them are bad. I think when it's silence, it's weird. It's You're just sitting in silence looking at logos for 40 seconds, and that's the beginning of this film. Um, and then when there's sound, like there's that for DHX and whatever. Um, I also think that's weird. I just... You know what? Movies be produced by less people. That's that's all I ask. That's all. I, just just have uh-huh. one guy. I just want. I want fucking uh, Sonia Freeman esque monopoly over the film industry. I just want one <laughs> right. okay. one fucking vanity card guys, every film. I don't guys, care. It says poop. It's really important here that Jamie <laughs> Jamie. I hate saving Mr. Banks Jones. Is <laughs> sitting here in the corner being like Disney. Come over, bend me over, and loop me up because I'm ready for you to own everything I love. No, I very specifically said I want it to be Poop Productions. I want it to be one production company. It's called Poop Productions, and a fart noise happens as they share the vanity plate. And they just give everyone a proctology exam. Exactly. Uh, You six hundred fish. Of course, the film begins uh, in earnest uh, earnest, with with something way more fun. 
which is with Tom Hanks uh, lip-syncing the lyrics to um, a Talking Heads song. Well, slightly adjusted lyrics, I believe. Yeah. I don't know the song that well, but I think it's slightly adjusted. It's basically like a like a sale, like a cheesy ad where he's playing a salesman and he's like, you might lose your car. Um, I do want to say that anyone should look up a hologram for the king deleted scene. Uh, because there is a longer version of this opening with a full dance routine, and it's fucking amazing. It's so weird and bonkers. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's 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 a wild opening, and then immediately Tom Hanks uh, awakes on a plane, um, clearly having been. Oh yeah, we got to can I just say so like things are poofing in the back. You got to keep this visually in your mind, right? Yeah, he's lip singing to these lyrics, which is weird enough already. Being like, you have this giant house, and it's gone. Poof, you had this hot wife, and his wife's just nagging him. Poof, it's gone. Car, gone. And then he's on a roller coaster, and this roller coaster comes up multiple times in the film, and he's still lip-syncing on the roller coaster, but he's basically aging and dying while on the roller coaster, and that's how this film begins, is yeah. the, the image of Tom Hanks' impending death. Yeah, so uh, the original, I've just looked up the lyrics there, like, and, and you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack, and you may find yourself uh, behind the wheel of a large what? automobile. And this time it said, you may find yourself losing your automobile, and you may find yourself losing your house. Um, uh, and then you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? And then uh, he's st- so in, in, in a classic, you know, cheesy salesman ad style. He's like looking up to the sky, praying to the heavens of how did I get here? And then he awakes uh, after after this very weird seg- uh, uh-huh. segment, uh, awakes on a plane uh, surrounded by clearly a bunch of uh, Middle Eastern Saudi men um, heading to Saudi Arabia. We're, we're straight in the plot of this. Um, I need to stop here for a second, Jamie. And this is this is just an etymological thing. This is uh, not etymological. This is a I don't want to say the wrong thing. And you're more of a world traveler than I am. Oh. Well, we're about to <laughs> world travel. Oh, okay. I so obviously, like okay. Saudi Arabia, the kingdom yeah. of Saudi Arabia, it's a kingdom. Yeah. The word Saudi, though, is specifically a family within Saudi Arabia. When we refer to people as Saudi, is it that they are part of the Because fa- there are a lot of people part of the family. Is it that they are part of the family? Or are we saying they're citizens of the place? Because I don't... Because I'm always confused by this. Uh I I also do not know is the answer to that. So okay. we're going to we'll do a quick. Through. We'll plow through, and if we use the wrong thing, sorry guys. Um, but tell us, and you know, we're, we're not doing it deliberately. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, Saudi can both. refer to both. It can refer to both a citizen of Saudi Arabia or a member of its ruling dynasty. There you go. Okay. There we're we go. Safe. Thank God. Cool. It'd be like <laughs> we were all called Windsors, guys. Um. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so, so he's on the plane. Uh, yeah. There's a call to prayer going on, I think. Everyone's praying. And Tom Hanks is the only white guy. And he's like, oh, man, the world's changing around me. Oh, you know, sad times. He, of course, gets, the, uh, uh, gets to his hotel, crashes. All right, the hotel, it's nice, it's clean. Um, he's very tired. He falls asleep and uh, has a kind of uh, flashback, I believe, to his uh, wife, of course, nagging him in the courtroom. That's right. His wife's like, it's your duty to pay for your kid's education. Because yeah, he has a daughter and his daughter's in college. Uh, you got to sell your house so she can go to college. And he's like, well, it's difficult to sell my house. Now, of course, this is a lie. We seen at the beginning of the film. Poof, it's gone. This is some magical <laughs> realist shit, guys. He just doesn't own a house anymore. That's how this works. His wife's like, sell it. And uh, Jamie, uh, we have to briefly stop here for, of course, at uh, this point. But uh, his daughter can't go to college because uh, her dad can't pay for it. No one suggests she gets a loan. 
Yeah, I mean, I look, I don't know a lot about America, the American college system. I know it's a lot more expensive than the UK sure, one. Sure. But, but, but you know, I, I feel like there are plenty of people, uh, very famously, who go into heavy amounts of debt uh, to put yeah. themselves through college. It's clearly an option. Like, maybe it's yeah. an option she's not wanting to take. Maybe, she, maybe she's recognized that college loans are actually predatory uh, and, and that you'll never pay them off and the inflation rate on them is awful. So maybe that's what this movie is actually about. Because, you know, maybe I don't know what this film is actually about. So maybe this is what it's about. Maybe it's actually just about how uh, awful it is to uh, finance yourself going to college. Or maybe, maybe, Alexander, it's weirdly anti-China for the whole film, which is introduced at this point. Um, he Because it is brought up how uh, the reason he is so destitute is he was walking working for a... Uh, we learn more about this later on in the film, but yeah, basically it kind of set up... Plot. He was the, working for a bicycle company, yeah. uh, which produced... American bicycle company, Schwinn, who produced their bicycles in the US. They outsourced that to China, and uh, China, a little bit like Amazon, went, cool, we're going to make those for cheaper now, and not through you guys. Yeah, thanks and thanks for telling us how to make down. your bikes. Uh, we, we no longer need you. Uh, and it led to like a bunch of people losing their jobs, uh, and him also losing his job. Uh, so. Including his father? Yes, yes. His dad definitely so. complains. His dad does not like the fact that he was involved with outsourcing. Yes, right, but though, that which, might you know, just be because he, like a lot of this people in this film, apparently are racist against Chinese people. Um, then you can you you. I, don't, I wouldn't say they're racist against. We'll they're not, but there's 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 a lot there's of a lot of anti-China China sentiment. There's in this a lot film. of anti-China it, sentiment. It's, it's, it's a weirdly a geopolitical film, and we'll get onto that at the end. Yeah. Um, so of course, uh, the only reason he's and as we found out, the only reason he's been given, uh, he's moved to this new company. The only reason he's been given this pitch, where he's going to go and he's going to go pitch this telegraphic teleconferencing system, holographic teleconferencing system to the king of Saudi Arabia, is because he once met the uh, nephew of the king and he made the joke where and we get a young tom hanks here who looks like he's 12 years old yeah it's, it's not a big it's, banquet uh, yeah, it's not actually a young tom hanks it's a young no. version it's some other actor yes Jamie, we, we, they we, don't we, have time travel technology i am sorry i am sorry they don't have time travel technology they've got hologram technology there are plenty of films the where they de-age actors time yet. there are plenty of films where they de-age actors i think it i like I like that you think this film had de-aging money, all right? No, of course. Let's, well, actually, the, the... It, it had a decently large budget. Um, but, um... No, you you have a dumb idea. No, not dumb is, <laughs> dumb is harsh. Dumb is harsh. I apologize. <laughs> Your idea of budgets for films is way off. 30 million is not a big budget film. 30 million is a medium to low budget film. Look, I'm saying if they just It's not indie. Me, it's a studio film. If they just film, me like a cool film, 500k of that... I will heavily look into getting them some de-aging technology. There um, is, there is, it's one of those things where, like, it's a crazy amount of money to us, but, like, a big budget movie is, like, 100 million to 100, to like, 300 million. Yes, okay. A Fine. medium budget they, movie is 30 million to, like, 75. Okay. 30 they, million is, they like, don't, Okay, to they low. don't have de-aging technology. There it's you go, Jamie. <laughs> just I am forcing you to a submission was, because I am standing <laughs> for this film. All I, I was trying to get around for a hologram to for the king. is I think it's very odd when they choose to cast younger versions of very famous actors who everyone knows what they looked like when they were younger. Jamie, <laughs> like, we all know what Tom Hanks looked like when he was younger. We've all seen Big. Like... They he doesn't look like him this. A prosthetic nose, okay, and that's fine. <laughs> all right, he he rocks that look. It's he anyway, rocks yes. it. It's all good. He makes uh, a joke of course, Jamie. He made the prince. classic joke. He made the classic yeah. joke to the prince. 
of Saudi Arabia. Um, what does a oh, fish on. with no eye sound like? No, what do you call a fish with no eyes? What do you call a fish with no eye? <laughs> there, that's it. That's, that's the joke. That's You're worse than what do you call a... No, no, no. I, no, I, I agree. I just didn't find it funny. Um, <laughs> I, it's worse than the uh, joke, which I prefer, which is what do you call a deer with no eye? Uh, no idea. Exactly, which is a good joke. It's, it's a better pun than just... That's not a joke. All right, go back to... You uh, know, we've done better jokes than that, all but, right? But, but I feel like it's added to the fact that they are washing their hands at the time, and it's kind of like the sound that the tap makes. <laughs> so I clearly that, say that they're greatly hands at the time and joke. fish live in water fish <laughs> live in water all right al there's a connection there and uh, seemingly this is the only connection he's ever had to the prince yes Sally yeah Ray it makes no sense it makes no fucking once. sense um anyway we we need to get further through this plot we are like three sure, minutes sure, okay well like jamie um, it's an important film and i want to yeah, go you know, we're i know gonna, gonna live in this i know <laughs> of course he oversleeps he wakes up he's had this nightmare he's like oh crap my wife is terrible and my daughter hates me and what well, his daughter doesn't hate him anyway uh and he is late he wakes up late he's got jet lag he was meant to get a shuttle he misses the shuttle they're like uh hi, get over here please so he gets uh yusuf played by alexander black <laughs> Or by Omar Elba, whatever. Who knows? He, uh, you no know, this here. this man contains multitudes. Uh, um, who, of course, um... yes. What? Sorry, I couldn't hear what you just said. No, I, no, I, I just said no. I said nothing. <laughs> I said nothing. Alexander. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, of course, uh, Yusuf shows up. There's a funny. There's not a funny bit. I don't know. It's a bizarre bit where Yusuf's like, "Look, I'm sleeping with this woman who's married." Her husband is super rich, uh, so I unplugged the engine from my car because I don't want to blow up. Because apparently Saudi Arabia, that's just how shit's dealt with, okay? That's how the, the movie thinks things are dealt with in Saudi. It's by car bombs. Um, that is a weird uh Yeah, run, running subplot. <laughs> a couple times. He, of course, shows up at um, the King's Metropolis of Economy and Trade, which is based on the King Abdullah Economic City, so it's a real thing. Um, uh, or based on a real thing. A, a, a city they, in the middle of a desert getting yeah, built Yeah, they, they took a desert and then they just built a fucking city there, um, uh, which is wild. Um, you can but, do when you have a lot of money and very cheap labor. And yeah. the film kind of alludes to the fact that, like, Saudi Arabia is really bad if you're not Saudi. Yeah, there's like there's like one like, there's like one, one scene to... in specific which we'll get to, but it, yeah, it it sort of touches on it a couple of times, but they're not a huge amount. Um, but yeah, he gets there and um, his team are set up in a massive fucking tent. Um, and they've got no AC and they've got no Wi-Fi and they've got no food. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he's like, "So I just chatted someone. Uh, King's not here just today." Um. <laughs> It's going to be here soon, uh, so just chill. Um, I think this is around the first time that we get uh, the first of what you alluded to earlier. Oh, oh Jamie, Tom Jamie, Hanks, Jamie. Tom Hanks sitting on chairs and then breaking. Um, uh, the best gag in any Tom Hanks film ever, all right? Have I laughed so hard in a Tom Hanks comedy? No. It's the classic comedy bit, Jamie. First time you laugh. Second time you're like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. And the third time your sub- your expectations were subverted and you laugh even more. All right, rule of three, Jamie's. It gets funnier every time. I can safely say that I did not laugh a single time. I on a chair. It's, um, it's very so odd. And it's Hanks also it's also clearly and- very poorly edited to stop Tom Hanks 
planks from having to do any kind of stunt. It's like, it's one yeah. chair fall and it's got like four cuts in it. <laughs> to be like, no, we can't, we it's, couldn't possibly um, risk it's it. It's also this entire, this entire section in particular, uh, although you'd think it'd be relatively easy to shoot because it's in a tent or maybe not because it's in a tent, but it looks like it's on green screen. Not all the clips in here look like it's on a green screen, but some of them do and it's really confusing because Tom Hanks looks like he's lit in a way which is completely nonsensical for the room he's in. Yeah. And you know what? Sure. Um, green he's screen also power, told baby. That, yeah, Green screen. The king's not there, but he has got uh, a contact called Kareem who's also not there, but you know, he'll be there tomorrow. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so he goes home, talks to his dad. His dad's he's not, like... He's not going to be there tomorrow. He talks to his daddy. He talks to his daddy, and his daddy's like, "Oh, these goddamn Chinese! I see that they're building bridges in China. Oh, Chinese people stealing our jobs." And Tom Hanks is like, uh, "We probably shouldn't have outsourced all those jobs." Now, I gotta be honest, Tom Hanks, that wasn't the sole problem behind your company going under. There are probably other problems there too. Uh, but sure, yeah, outsourcing jobs to cheap labor is, is, yeah. is a um, I think it is around this point that we get a very weird development where Tom Hanks takes off his shirt and oh, he's got a massive lump on his back. Like, just a big, like, I don't know, a bulbous like, lump. It's still his skin color. Cancerous node. It, yeah, like, it's, like, it's like, like a cyst, it's... basically. It looks like a fuck off massive cyst and he just pokes it and it's gross. Um... Uh, so, of course, he goes back the next day and he wants to get answers, Jamie. All right, he needs to see the guy in charge. He uh, talks to his team about, like, we're dying here. We've been here for three days. <laughs> it is no ne- water, yeah, it no is never food. established, like, these guys don't have any fucking food. Like, what are they doing? It's never established how these people are actually surviving in, like, in the Saudi Arabian heat with no food and no water and no Wi-Fi. I know that the Wi-Fi doesn't actually affect their survival, but it would affect their sanity. Um, uh, but, yeah, they keep on being like... So- we want to get set up for the for the pitch, but like, well, it's fine. He's not going to be here today. There's been Go a couple on, of excuses. Right, give like, us some food and give us some Wi-Fi. Give me Wi-Fi or give me death. All right. Yeah. As the um, the, the, and the receptionist. This is uh, over. So we get like a few in, montages of course, uh, yeah. to the. Okay. Well, we we are going to take a break. Uh, we will be right back. Hands back. Uh, where are we? Yeah, so he's going to the no, 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 what are you doing? We took a break. I'm gonna okay. come back from the break. You know, just go straight into the podcast, pal. Be a professional. Uh, I might keep that in. Hello, and welcome back to a well. If we are. If we aren't going to keep it in, I need to leave myself. I need to be a professional and leave myself some edit space. So, Jamie, you are a professional, oh, right? You I was about, the shit I was out about of this, to right, leave bud? the gap. I was about to leave the gap. You all right, sorry, it. sorry. I'll, I'll... Hello and welcome back to uh, Hank's Bank. Uh, sorry about the break there. We have, were having some Wi-Fi issues, which might have been why you know there were some five-second gaps. If I haven't bothered to edit them out because. I'm lazy. Um, anyway, uh, so he was. we were talking about he is storming into the office. He wants answers, doesn't he, Alexander? Of course he does. And uh, who does he run into? He's looking for Kareem, who is meant to be his contact. Kareem uh, does not want to talk to him. Uh, but, of course, he meets a uh, pretty Danish lady who looks appropriately aged, Jamie. Yes. That's right. As we begin the hottest Tom Hanks film he has ever been in. All right, Jamie, this is really important. Uh, <laughs> this is the most erotic Tom Hanks film. Full stop. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get the to The Danish it, lady's like, we'll look, here's some that. olive oil, bud. Here's some olive oil, some special olive oil. Because early in the film, Tom Hanks tried to get himself <laughs> a beer or whiskey. And they were like, uh, it's Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Tom, you he, fucking he idiot. Buy any. <laughs> it's like the That's... one thing people know about Saudi Arabia. How did you come here and not know this? Um... 
but yeah, so she's got some uh, some special fancy olive oil and says, hey, how about you uh, try that when you get back? It'll uh, knock your socks off. Um, so he goes home and gets wildly drunk. Oh, Just yeah, yeah. so like, fucking in, drunk. Um, I've gotten drunk before. You've gotten drunk before. I've never drunk half a bottle of whiskey. No. Uh, half a big bottle of whiskey in one yeah. go. Like, uh, it's not and a it's a I believe shit. at this point he also sends like a drunken email to his daughter being like i'm really yeah. sorry um, and it's really important that like and we haven't talked we'll talk about this more at the end the film is quite trippy this is a very trippy sequence yes it also sounds like he's writing a suicide note yes um, like a little bit um he then goes to the bathroom with a oh knife boy. that he's uh oh, that he gets he's a steak got, knife jamie gets a steak knife he uh he's steak knife flames up. it to um to what uh, sterilize de- it de-infect. sterilize it thank you i was gonna say de-infect um uh yeah, so he sterilizes the knife and then he fucking stabs that hole in his back like any good man should. Um, and then he passes <laughs> That's what out. That's you should do, guys. You got a hole, you got to stab that yeah. hole. You, it's if a you see image. anything that is lumpy on your body, stab it with a knife immediately. No hesitation. But maybe drink a bottle of whiskey before you do it. Um, so he passes out and then he wakes up the next morning and there is just, Covered just, in blood. just, just a pool of blood on the bed. It's really gross. <laughs> Um, disgusting and like this lymph the entire time has been gross and it, the bed is now covered in blood and he washes himself and he goes to work and yeah. uh, uh he and, ends up and, not going to work yeah someone yeah, just Omar, goes of course dude, is like what? my bird yeah, it's like dude what the fuck is up with your back and he's like oh you know it's chill um, <laughs> and then they he gets taken to a doctor uh to a doctor's where he meets another age-appropriate woman isn't that exciting uh that oh, is the aforementioned uh, sarita chowdhury even steamier than um, before yes he's and uh so the yeah he meets uh, meets a uh saudi doctor called sarita chowdhury yeah. um and and they uh, there's immediately you know this is like fucking breaking Heat. bad up in here there is chemistry everywhere animal <laughs> dog on dog heat between the two of these people okay she's like um yeah so don't stab yourself with Maybe a knife bad idea. A possible oh. cancer node we're gonna do some tests She's and she goes, you know, is anything up? And he's like, I'm kind of depressed. And then he goes and talks to this doctor about like how he's kind of like sublimating his feelings of depression, anxiety onto this lymph node, and he feels can be taken care of because normally he's normally he's the guy who simplifies things, right? He walks into a room, he simplifies it, he helps sell it. But because of the fact that he sold all these jobs down the line to China, he's screwed up his life. And now he's in Saudi Arabia, and he's a fish out of water. This is a fish out of water, Tom Hanks, and she's like cool, and he's like, you're seeing anyone? she's like that's inappropriate we're in Saudi Arabia please don't do that <laughs> he goes back outside uh Yusuf is like wait you saw a lady doctor and he's like yeah a lady doctor yeah you were in a room alone with a lady doctor yeah guys Saudi Arabia is a hell of a drug all right it's a it's a it's a country there are rules there uh sad yeah. time for everyone. uh so next the weird one of the weirdest scenes uh, in this happens uh, i think the the last 20 minutes counts as actually the entire weirdest scene but the one next one of the weirdest scenes oh happens, this is good. which this is where is, he's invited is so to the danish consulate by uh, the sexy danish lady uh, and the he danish arrives and um and it is a club oh, it's a sex club guys it is a, sex, a club, sex club but interestingly it is a sex club exclusively full of ugly middle-aged people yeah. which is the best part of it i love it i love it's, that they made they that choice just, to like include there are people all... in their underwear there's like kink shit going on that it, it's it's hot yeah all right um and uh, then he gets offered a shot by a shot girl uh he drinks it and then goes i'm trying to find hannah and of course 
that woman knows doesn't know where she is so he wanders through and eventually this uh, i don't think her name is hannah whatever the the dane oh it is hannah oh sick uh, i got it right um oh, i mean honestly she's danish that was a good guess that was a good <laughs> guess jamie well done you applied your logical reasoning there jamie and yeah. you got plus 15 um, house points and so she finds him uh, and then they start they start dancing they start grooving oh they're grinding and then they they're bumping in the grinding jamie and it's they hot. go they go and find an empty room back and that means it's time for perhaps a very surprising return of one of our favourite segments on this show. Does Tom Hanks fuck in this film? No. No, he does not. Yes, because he, he does. cannot get Alexander. He does fuck in this film. I know. You, the question later, was, does he fuck in this film? Later. Right? And I, film. it's almost as if I was trying to set up a joke where I could play the tune later when he does fuck. Because he doesn't fuck at this point in the film and it was going to be a good joke, Alexander. <laughs> All right. I'll let you set it up again and we'll let you do it again no, later. No, no. It's, it's ruined now. It's ruined. It's the magic yes, of he fucks. The answer to does Tom Hanks fuck in this film is no, not right now, but yes, later. We'll get to when he fucks later. Um, and I might still play the tune later anyway, just please to do, spite please you. Please do, please um, do. But no, uh, he cannot get it up. Uh, and, and the Danish... Well, also, he's, I'm not saying he's being sexually assaulted. He's not. He's clearly not super comfortable. He does go, well, you've got me really drunk and, you know, this is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> and, 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 well, I think she goes, oh, this is a bit awkward. And he goes, yeah, it is. Um, uh, so so they uh, do not fuck. Um, Jamie, I just want to stop for a second. This sex club, all right, which is a consulate, one has a massive indoor pool where just there are a bunch of people having sex in the pool and doing yeah. drugs and doing cocaine. Uh, the people are, I think, definitely doing lines of cocaine. Once again, I understand they have diplomatic immunity, but this is like a rogue freaking thing to be doing. I know, but but Alexander, you do forget that these people do have to live in Saudi Arabia for the rest of the time. So That's true. they really they, true. they need a they need a safe haven for their drug sex and rock and roll, of course. It- that is fair. Of course, uh, we he goes back to work the next day. Uh, he's like, is the king here? They're like, the king's in Yemen. Fun fact, Saudi Arabia will start bombing the shit out of Yemen in a few years' time, and uh, yeah. it'll be really sad. Or maybe they're currently um, doing 2016. I don't know. It's I, sad I, think, I think at this point, that the air conditioning is... I think I said earlier that it wasn't working, but at this point, it's at this point that the air conditioning stops working, and so he's real mad. So he storms oh. back. He goes past, straight past the receptionist. No, no, uh, he asks the receptionist, where's your book? Where, where's yeah. Kareem? And she's like, oh, Kareem's she says, in New yeah. York. And he's like, New freaking York goes okay. upstairs. And then goes upstairs uh, to see if he could find the, the Danish woman. He slips again uh, and falls on his butt. Um, and at this point, uh, a man in him and says, hey, I'm Kareem. And then Tom Hanks is like, what the fuck? How is, I was told you're in New York. You fucking bitch. Um, and uh, Kareem is like, oh, it's fine. She's new. Um, and uh, so Kareem is like, I, yeah, Kareem uh, is, Kareem is like smarmy businessman who's like charming, but in a way that's kind of icky. Um, he, like he's yeah. clearly, clearly grown up in an environment where he's always going to help. He's always, you know, making deals and making people, um, feel like they're listened to, but you can sort of see the edifice behind it. Um, yeah. he's like, look, I've got a. I've got to go over to uh, that building over there, that one that's the only building in in the four-mile uh, four radius that you can see. Uh, so why don't you hop in my car and we'll we'll go there. Uh, they hop in a uh, very nice Audi R8, although it is an orange color and I think it's a bit of a ruining of a very nice car. Um, and he's like, hey, Tom, why don't you drive? I know it's illegal, but whatever. Uh, I'm cool around here. Uh, and so they're in the car and he's like, look, I'm sorry. 
look, I know all this stuff going on. I'm really sorry you haven't felt listened to. What do you need? He's like, I want AC. He's like, it's done. We want Wi-Fi. Couldn't do it. Um, we want uh, we want to meet the king. The king to show eh, up. Not sure. <laughs> Can't really help you with that one, my guy. Hey, dude, he's the king. Can't really help you there. Yeah, uh, but they go to this um, uh, building site where they're building a bunch of condos, and he says like, "Oh, there's already, uh, you know, people already living in there. So why don't you why don't you go up to the fourth floor? Oh shit, I've got a phone call. Uh, you go up there. I'll meet you there. And this is the point where we see a little bit of that criticism of Saudi Arabia. There's um. A, a literal fight club between oh, the builders. Club. In the best way possible. Yeah, there is a <laughs> like, straight like up in a, fight in a club. like hollowed out uh, building. There's just a straight up fight club going on between uh, the builders and the workers. Uh, and then he goes up one more floor and he opens a door and it's just a swanky fucking modern uh, apartment uh, right above that. Um, so a, a not so subtle uh, criticism of the uh, disparity of wealth in uh, this kingdom. Um, and there's a man in there who's just like, yeah, hey, what's going on? Yeah, why don't you come in have a drink it's great um have, have you a got beer. beer have a beer jamie did you think this was going to turn out to be a plot line where i don't know he gets in trouble with the law because of the amount of alcohol he's been drinking in this film because i certainly <laughs> did i certainly thought this was going to be a point of the film and it is not it's just that like everyone here in saudi likes to drink yeah um and yeah the guy it's a very short scene it's a bit odd uh he just goes like actually business is going terrible we're not being able to sell any of these apartments um and then that plot line never really comes back um uh, no, it does slightly. Does it? It plays into the end. It plays a little bit into the okay. end. Okay, maybe you'll you'll just, have to just, just you'll have bit. to explain that to me. Um, sure. He then uh, gets back to the hotel uh, and he thinks he's having a stroke. Well, no, um, he gets more drunk again. He gets, he gets, yes, he gets drinks some more. Yeah, texts it? his daughter again. His daughter's like, "I don't blame you, Dad." Oh, God, also, can I? I want to reiterate: his daughter's email from the beginning of the film is the worst written email anyone has ever written, which doesn't sound like a human wrote it. It's like, "Dear Dad, my mom said today that." You were a dumb asshole who never did anything and never <laughs> paid for college. I told her that you're just trying your best and that you don't need to pay for college. And I'm making good tips. And like, that was hilariously bad. This time around, he has... Uh, he also, has his daughter is supposed to be like 20 and the actress is clearly like 32. Uh, she, yeah. she does not look like she is halfway through her second year at college. Um... Uh, yes, yeah, so he has what he thinks is a stroke. Turns out it's a panic attack because weirdly, uh, you know, when your life's going really terribly and you've stabbed yourself the other day, uh, your mental health's not in the best state. No, um, no, so he calls the doctor fair. and he calls Yusuf. Uh, Yusuf arrives shortly after the doctor um, and uh, the doctor has helped him and says, you know, it was a panic attack. You ding dong. Um, and uh, Yusuf uh, comes a little bit later and then after the doctor leaves goes what the fuck are you doing this is dangerous don't make advances on uh, on women in Saudi Arabia you're an idiot and then he goes I have a com- I have a, I have I have something to admit Tom I think I might have been projecting my own issues onto you <laughs> I just like maybe a tiny bit the fact that I'm constantly scared oh, of my life boy. because of the rich man that's dating uh, that's married to the woman oh, that boy. I'm uh, I'm seeing film. I'm I'm considering that film. it's possible that I've been projecting my issues onto your situation <laughs> It's <laughs> um, like I, what I love is like the, the the kind of specific bit of dialogue is something along the lines of uh, when you call me I woke up and I looked outside my house and there was that guy with two of his thugs and I almost crapped my pants. <laughs> That's right, I almost shot um, So then, then like they go off. Like, they go off. Like it's like I'm going. I'm going to my hometown. Like do you want to? I go up into we, the mountains. We, 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 we can get out. We can get out. Yeah, cool. yeah, we can just get out of town for you know. You sure. know, just, just, you, me and the boys. Um, 
Boys uh, on tour. Boys on tour. Boys on tour. Uh, boys on tour. So they point, cross drive. They pick up his cousin. Yeah, uh, and uh, they continue to drive through. Yes, and at end some up point in Mecca. here. Yeah, at some point here, like they're like, oh, we're about to go into a religious holy land unless, uh, and you know, Mecca. Tom Tom Hanks isn't allowed in there. Um, so you know, we're gonna have to you know dress you Disguise up him. and. And this is a bit where if this other guy is white, this is really fucking, this is just super bad. It's super bad where there's a white guy playing an Arabian man <laughs> while playing a scene where they're dressing up another white guy to disguise him. Um, it, yeah, yeah, again, again, Jamie, he might Jamie not they be. don't even dress him up. They give they him, don't. and I forget the, they just I give forget him a the proper name for it. It's basically they put a scarf around his neck and they go, your pass is Muslim. <laughs> There you go. And that's We've got it. it. That's um, it. So they then drive through Mecca with Tom Hanks in the scarf. Yep. There's a you brief know. segment where they see some kids who are begging in Mecca. Rather than pay them, they point to the sky, which apparently is a gesture which means God will provide, and then the kids bugger off. Um, you think that will play into the film later on? Nope. Nope. Cool bet, um, though. Sure, why not? We then they end up in a, the mountains. Yeah, they end up in the mountains. We have a very odd scene. Uh, is Wait, is the hunting the wolf scene before or after the CIA scene? Uh, no, so so of course, what we have to the, in order the scenes go. Uh, they show up. Everyone's like, "Hey!" Uh, then it's the scene. Then he goes to take some photos of some camels. Yes. He pulls out a camera which we've not seen until now. This no. you think we've seen it? Yeah, early, he's but just no, take, we do not. He, you know, you know what I? You know, it's so beautiful an arid desert with nothing for miles. I need Jamie, a photo of it. Jamie, come on. You're a basic bitch. You're telling me you wouldn't take a photo of a fucking camel? You're sitting there, you're telling me you wouldn't take a photo of a camel if you're in a desert? I know you would take a photo of a camel in the desert. I want to take a photo of those camels because they were clearly not on location where Tom Hanks was. That was very clearly a different <laughs> shot. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, he's taking a photo and then a guy rocks up uh, and says, eh, Hey, what are you doing here? Um, uh, You seem to be taking photos and you're American. Are you, you from the CIA or something? And Tom Hanks, like a fucking idiot, goes... Yeah, I am. I only like work for them part time, and I'm a freelancer. Yeah, he's Whoa. like I'm a freelancer. You know, you know, he decides to make a joke with a random Saudi man that's run, he's run into in the middle of Can fucking I, nowhere. Also, yeah, he goes back. He's talking to Yusuf. Uh, of course, we have our uh, third bit of uh, fun times uh, while a call to prayer is going on. He uh, or while the kind of uh, daily prayer is going on, he sits down in between two benches and two benches fall up. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. All right. There are also a butt ton of guns. Yeah. Yusuf comes out and he's like, hey, look, here are a bunch of guns. Yeah. He, and and here's, here's the, a special gun that my grandfather gave me that's been in my family for generations that I just keep with the rest of the guns. You know where I keep my famous family heirlooms? With a bunch of other shit. That's a famous place where I keep all of my important family heirlooms. And Jamie, in a sign that sometimes the plot does come back on itself, the guy from earlier who was like, you're with the CIA, shows up and is like, you're with the fucking CIA. You're with the fucking CIA and you have a gun right now. My guy, the, you, you, this isn't helping your arguments. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, also, we should say at some point, uh, uh, throughout this film, at various points, uh, Yusuf and um, other characters speak, uh, I, I assume, mm -hmm. Arabic. Uh, I, 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 I assume yeah, it, I don't know. I, I, but I it's never Arabic. subtitled, uh, so you don't know what's being said. But they're just all shouting at each other quite a lot. And then Yusuf is like, my guy, did you say to this guy that you work for the CIA? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I, I was joking. And he was like, well, he doesn't take it as a fucking joke, you idiot. Now I've got to convince, how do I convince this guy that you don't work for the CIA? And, and what does he say, Alexander? And uh, Tom Hanks, of course, goes, 
if I worked for the CIA, I wouldn't say that I worked for the CIA. And he was like, reverse psychology, excellent. There we go. And then apparently that fixes everything. Um, Jim, you need to stop for a second here. Other than if this, like, here's my thing. Yeah. The CIA and America in general, friends of the Saudi people in power, all right? They're they're a big fan of uh, helping the Saudis, you know, maintain dominance in Saudi Arabia. Saudi is a, a, a historic ally of the U.S. Why is this guy so nervous of the CIA? I, look, other you than he's are, living you, in the mountains and doesn't like the idea of the CIA, is yep, uh, you you are you are asking me to make sense of the film A Hologram for a, for the King, and I'm unfortunately not going true, to ever be true. able to do that for Jamie, you. How could one understand the moon? How could one <laughs> understand the ocean? It is right. the same thing. They are just there. You can be in its embrace. You can look on it and you can be filled with awe. But comprehension is not the point. I agree. I agree, Jamie. Um, of course, then they go kill some fucking wolves. Yes, they're like, oh, we're, we're just going to go hunting, my guy, because that's what <laughs> we the do. the third weirdest there's, scene Yeah, there's, there's a wolf that's killing some uh, sheep nearby. And then we get a really weird scene that I do not understand the symbolism of. Um, but uh, all of the other guys, uh, they need to no, pray. No, no, Jamie, no, no. You've, missed, you've missed the best part of the sequence. Okay. Which is Yusuf being like, yo, would you uh, would you fight for us? And he, Tom Axel's like, what, me? Yeah, sure. And he's like, why? You, you, you mean Saudi Arabia? And he's like, no, 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 not Saudi Arabia. I mean, like, if I were to start a revolution, would, like, America come fight for us? No. Would they give us, like, air support? No. Why? Well, because they like the Saudi royal family. Okay, because I'm going to start my own democratic revolution in Saudi Arabia. Cool. So America wouldn't fight for us? No. Would you? Yes. All right. Tom Hanks <laughs> is a freedom fighter now, babies. He's wanted by the state of Saudi yeah. Arabia. Um. And yeah, then uh, they're all they're all waiting uh, to see if this. <laughs> there's like nine of them all with rifles, and they're waiting for one wolf to turn up. Um. But all of the other guys need That's to pray. Um. So it's just Tom Hanks. Uh. And he sees he sees behind a like behind a sheet. He can see the shadow of a wolf. Um. And there's 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 a few things that's confusing about this. The first is a very technical one. Um, he is looking through the scope, and then we see the view of the scope, uh, seeing the seeing the wolf, and it's hesitating over it. He then pauses and hesitates and pulls away from the scope, and is very clearly not looking through the scope. But then we see another shot looking through the scope, and then it comes back, and he's still not looking through the scope, and it's it's weird. It's a weird technical I, thing. I, I just completely threw me off. I agree. I I also found it weird. I think it's just like it's a very stylized movie, so I think it's just a, like, and the movie is very like it is all the way through. There are a lot of like flashbacks, intercuts, all that kind of stuff, and like I think it's just part of that stylization. I agree. I, when it happened, I was also like, huh. He's very um, clearly not looking like that. Scope is independent of itself remaining on that wolf very effectively. Uh, um, but then yeah, he doesn't shoot the wolf, and the wolf just walks away, and that's it. That's the end of the scene. Nothing else because, happens. Because they're praying. Because, like, it would be incredibly is, is that Is that what it is? Is that why he doesn't I, shoot I, it? I, I believe it's probably that it's... He realizes it'd be really profane to kill something while they are praying to their god. Look, I am, I am not... Because they're not... They, they are not. They, they have taken out the time to not... They have put down their guns and they are worshipping their god. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. during that he was like... America, but, fuck yeah, okay. die wolf, Alexander, Alexander, die wolf, I, I'm the wolf killer. I I fully agree with you that that would make sense, but I would argue that that is not 
like made clear in the movie at all. He doesn't like. Yeah, no, but he's, it's he doesn't like look back at the guys. He doesn't like check. He's, it, like no, but it, we, it, but we, but there are shots where we see them in the same shot together. He does pause. What definitely, at least, what they do. He he notices as they go through. He goes back to sit with the thing. Before he sees the wolf, he does look back, and then he takes a breath and he, and he realizes, you know, maybe as as of course, Jamie uh, Tom Hanks in this film is a warrior. All right, <laughs> he is a warrior. He is in this for blood. Uh, and of course, he's got to go back to the to Riyadh, wherever he was, the next day for uh, to get his fucking cancer results. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, I I, I believe it's my guess is that he realizes it'd okay. be profane to murder. Like I say, I'm I'm, I'm I'm fully willing to accept it, but... that that is a good interpretation and might have been what they were going for. I just argue, like you just said, is you said I think. So I think it is very clearly not my my focus was on the wolf. I'm like, is there some metaphor about the wolf not killing the sheep for some fucking reason? Why does the wolf oh, not kill true. the sheep? Like the wolf just the like wolf walks away for some fucking reason. I don't understand it. What America, does that you know, mean? It's a metaphor for America, Jamie, oh. or China. One of the two. Cool. China was <laughs> the wolf in sheep's clothing. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Um <laughs> So he gets back, as you say, he's, he's get his cat. There are some precancerous cells in his lump, uh, and he needs to go under surgery. Um, he returns to development again. Oh no, uh, no, no! Importantly, also male doctor now. That's yes, right. Yes, male doctor now. This doesn't make complete sense. Oh yes, female... and and he walks into a room, and uh, the female doctor he's met before is there and right. crying and in black clothes, and he, he's just like, oh shit, sorry, uh, and then he leaves. Um, this vaguely gets explained later. Um, okay, because I, I, you need to explain that to me because I, 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 I know oh fuck, no, I was hoping you remembered. I remember they mentioned something about it that she's crying about some other reason. I can't remember what it is. Um, anyway, so um, they, yeah, they get back to the project site and uh, they're just like, hey, everything's fixed. Your, your, your mate, he's, he's all sorted. Um, and the king's coming today. It's all sorted. He's coming. It's great. Um, and uh, so they get things set up. This is when Ben Whishaw turns up for two minutes. Um, he oh, plays fantastic. the man back in America who is being hologram uh, teleconference to the king. Uh, well, for yes, the king. but uh, yes, for the king, obviously. Um, it's been hologrammed for the king. But <laughs> uh, um, say so, yes, they get they get all that set up, uh, and then the king arrives, uh, and they make the presentation to the king, and. I, I have to make a very specific reference here, but this is the only way I can explain what this is like. For anyone who has watched Community, in season one, Jeff and Pierce make a uh, Spanish presentation yeah. and there's a montage of it where they're constantly doing wacky, goofy things. It's supposed to be a short presentation and there's like montages of them using like sparklers and like wearing costumes. And this is what the montage of the presentation looks like. These guys do like a dance routine. They pass a ball back and forth. They like, and we just see it all in montage. And it's really weird. I don't, it's, 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 it's a very odd presentation. But you know what? The, the king seems to be enjoying himself. Seems to be having a great time. Um, and so the, the presentation seems to have gone down well. Uh, but the next day. So technically the next day, of course, uh, he's like, I gotta go. Oh, he, he has to go get his tumor operated on the next day. Oh, yes, so yes, yes. The yes, next he day he goes to this kind of futuristic um, bloody uh, medical clinic because they were like, oh, we'll just get the cancer removed tomorrow. And he was like, this is going to not bankrupt me. Unlike in America where it will bankrupt me, Saudi Arabia is great. 
Um, and they're like, sure. So he goes in, he gets operated on. Importantly, one of the one of the doctors operating on him is from China. I, I don't know why that's in there. I don't know why. I don't know if that's uh, racist. I, but, I like. I don't know if it's meant to be a then, point. Is then replaced by by the the female doctor, right? Yeah, and it's, it's she... hot. And it's hot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Surgery, Jane, you the can't tell me this isn't thing. hot. Um, right? Um, so you can't yeah, tell he... me that this isn't some raw heat. Yeah. He gets operated on. Uh, then he's. We cut to. He's sending an email to like his daughter, summarizing, like like saying, um, "Oh yeah, actually, it didn't go over very well." We've also completely ignored. No, him. that's that's the end of the film. That's the end of the film. No, no, the, the next. The, he's no, he's sending. To he someone. sends a doctor to the. He sends a doctor to no, because definitely they don't know. They don't know it didn't go well until until the end. That's the no, end no, bit. no, no. It's before. That is absolutely before he sees. He sees where he's on the bus and he's waiting. Um, to, to I think that's a clip. On the, that's he, a clip that, in the end montage. It's absolutely not. I promise are you. you my are guy, you looking at the scan thing? Right I now? am. I am looking at okay, it. Okay, then ignore me. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, he sat on a bus with his team. Um, and I can't remember who he's sending an email to. He sent He does send an email to his daughter right at the end. I agree with you. Then. Yeah. No. 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 Sorry. He's maybe sending an email to the. Um, maybe he's sending an email to the, the the doctor. I believe being like, I feel better. I pass this energy on to other people. There's a section where he talks to. He basically talks to Omar, and he's like, Omar, you should go talk to that lady you're having an affair with. Who's married yeah um so like i don't um, know her husband doesn't kill you and maybe, very you know, keenly uh him. yeah the, they didn't get the gig they didn't get the yeah. um the job because why, why didn't they get be- the gig? because a bunch of chinese <laughs> businessmen swooped in and took it instead <laughs> i don't know why that's just the running theme of this film um uh so yeah and it, it almost seems like a like it's implied that the saudi government like was never intending on giving it to the Americans ever, and that like they were just they were just stringing them along, and Alan's wasted his time. But you are correct. I think he's emailing the doctor at that time, so he explains yeah. that, and then they start having. Th- then we go into the "you've got mail" part of this, uh, where they, they start they, they emailing can... back and forth with fun, flirty things like, "Did mm. you leave a glove oh. in my back?" <laughs> Hot. All right, Jamie, just tell me that the idea of someone inserting objects into your body isn't innately erotic. Yeah, all right. He's just like oh, I've, I've heard of someone leaving something behind so that they have to meet up again but a glove in my back's a bit ridiculous um so yeah they're exchanging emails back and forth uh and then they agree to meet um they get in a car yeah they have a secret right. meeting um and uh, yeah they, they can't get... touch in the car there's like, a driver okay yeah. it's important uh they talk about their kids she's like i've got three kids uh i got one son i hope he doesn't end up like a dick like his father they are divorced all right importantly uh she's a divorced woman in saudi cool like more power to her yeah um she's living in a fucking baller house they they like they give yeah, some they... like advice to their kids and like she's like oh no your daughter likes you because he's like i feel like a burden to my daughter and she's like no your daughter enjoys you it's like sure um, they get to this house. Uh, she's like, "We're gonna go for a swim." Tom Hanks yep. is like, "Great, I love swimming. You can borrow my brother's trunks. Great, I love swimming yep. trunks. Would hate to swim in the nude." <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, so he goes so where the, we swim. Yeah, they they. Right. This is he gets in the water. This is such a, a weird. Bit. This is such a weird. It's so erotic, right? Um, Jamie. So, if any of my family listening, please be quiet. But this scene it made me so rock hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, while while you're you know remembering the scene that made you rock hard i watched it with my brother so uh i was fine <laughs> um, uh so uh they go out there don't the watch it with a brother watch and, it with a lover um yeah, and and she specifically <laughs> says um so i'm wearing what you're wearing and he's like what and he's like i'm wearing male swimming trunks 
and nothing else. And so when we go under, people looking down, I don't know why there would be people looking down on them from, from in the middle of the sea. But anyway, um, yeah, people looking down, they're just going to think it's it's two men. And then we get like just a long extended nude scene in this film that I really didn't Ooh, it's expect. It's not completely nude, right? It's just top. It's not, it's just, just, top just, just topless. Just topless. It's not pornographic, yeah, so it's They're all, sw- it's, yeah. And they're, they're swimming and they're, you know, swimming around and getting just way more, way more semi-nudity than I was expecting in a film with Tom Hanks at the age of Set like 60. Um, um, and uh, yeah, and then they do, then, then it does not get erotic. I'm sorry, Alexander, this is weird. They, 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 they surface. Burn. No, 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 before that, but the, Oh, the boning is erotic. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, before that, they're at the sea and she goes, hold your breath and go under. And then they both go under and they like close mouth kiss underwater. And I'm sorry, Alexander, I refuse to believe that that would be a taller pleasurable so, experience. Again, uh, if if any of uh, my family or Alyssa's family listening to this, please stop now. You can skip ahead, you know, five minutes to the end. Um, I genuinely thought at some point in this, and I do not know why, I thought he was going to get an underwater blowjob. I don't know why. <laughs> but, like, that's the way the film made me feel it was going to go. And I, f- yeah. and I didn't feel cheated. I was just like, oh, okay, this is a, a turn. They go back home and they bone. Okay? Yes, sorry, sorry. Now, now, Alexander, we can answer the question. Me. Does Tom Hanks fuck in this film? Film, film. Yes, now he fucks. Now he fucks, Alexander. Finally, we can say it because we totally didn't ruin it earlier. Um, yeah, we, we get it. Oh, we... last like 10 minutes where I kept talking about this leading up to them boning. Um, um, I've also realized I have not noted down either of the times that I that I played that. So that's going to be really annoying for me in the edit enjoy. room. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's like, it's a surprisingly like, extended sex scene with a with a 60 year old tom hanks it's and it, uh for you know 40 to 60 year olds um you know female co-star which is good yeah, i like, no, I like yeah, absolutely, he's not, absolutely. He's not no, boning some 20 year olds yeah, no, right? we, that'd we be both, weird and creepy we, all, all of us who are watching this noted like it was really nice to see tom hanks have like age-appropriate love interests in this and to be fair yeah. well we'll i mean i could have brought this up at the end as a general point but I think that's always been a case for Tom Hanks. I don't think he's ever had yeah. a, a, like age inappropriate co-stars, which is really great to see. That's just a really nice thing we, that doesn't always happen. Obviously, perhaps it's sad that it has to be commended, but sure. um, uh, yeah, that, that's well, not no, a thing. I, that's true I, I, for that. I think it is good because a like I think we'll well, we'll talk about this a little bit more lately. I think it's because Tom Hanks is making films for people his age rather than people younger than him and this is a film which i think is aimed at a 40 to 60 year old audience rather than me even though i love this film more than i love life um (laughs) it is like we've had problems in the past where we've talked about like oh we could do this kind of person for the show and yeah at the same time we're like eh, like there's something kind of icky or like some of their films are kind of icky and like i i appreciate with this everything's always appropriate like gender appropriate not a gender appropriate but like yeah, like it's nice seeing older women in films like get some. Yeah, and being and being treated as like an object of desire, like that, like yeah. still being treated as sexy, but not objectified. Um, yes, um, exactly. Um, so yeah, then they, they fuck, and then uh, Tom Hank Tom Hanks gets laid once, and then his entire life turns around. <laughs> um, he sends an email oh, yeah, to yeah. his daughter, just being like, "Hey, so I mean that didn't work out, but now I'm working as a real estate agent in this new uh, fancy uh, apartment block, and I can pay for your uh, your college well, in, comes in pretty soon. Um, and also now I'm happy because I'm I'm hanging out with a woman. Yeah. So it's important to note. 
you you said how oh, I don't see how this this never goes anywhere again. It does come back in the end in that he he works for them as a like working to sell space in the condominiums. Yes, but that has nothing to do with with the fact that the business. In fact, it's almost in active conflict with that because at the time he says it's going terribly, and then by the end of the film he says he's taking he's working a really well paid job. Um, so well, I I think the well, one I think the implication is like as with a lot of this that the surrounded the. The, the crown of Saudi Arabia is willing to throw a lot of money at like dumb projects so like that's probably part of it and two I think it's just that he wants to like he wants to be in one place selling that thing to that place like he he does he wants to be kind of creating something I also just think it's like he's a salesman right and like he started selling bikes he's here selling tech but he doesn't really know much about tech Um, he just you know and the purest form of selling I guess would be in this kind of space that he allows him to do it. I agree. It's not like it's it's not massively thematically relevant, but it does it does they connect back up. It's not like it's it's not like his arc is really about like I don't know him outsourcing himself, outsourcing his life. Like, I look if you if you can explain what the fuck this film is about. Like, I understand what happens in this film, but do I understand what it is about? I have no clue i i really did not understand so what what this film is trying to say i would say the film is about like two things one of which is um like geopolitical one of which is like about aging and like the world changing around you they're kind of sort of the same thing the first one is just like it's about the way in which american industry in the 21st century has become like very globalized in a way that ultimately risks, like, losing America's um, hegemony in the world. Like, that that in the kind of 20th century, America was this kind of industrial and uh, technological, economical powerhouse, and the consumers they were selling to were American. And in doing that, there were jobs in America for American workers. Tom Hanks could sell a simple product. They kind of, all the way through, the bicycle is, is kind of uses this metaphor for like a simple product is simpler times all that kind of stuff that's what he was selling but because they wanted to make more money because they wanted to do this you know to to have better project profit margins they outsourced to uh to china and in some ways it's a very 2016 film because it touches upon an economic an economic anxiety that like was definitely underpinning that that event right like things like people's like america's strong dislike of the tpp um is because they hate trade partnerships which is dumb but like they hate things being manufactured overseas despite the fact that like that means you have cheaper products back home which means you know should, there are better jobs than manufacturing jobs but sure so that, that is one part of it right the fact that like it has gone from him selling to america to selling in saudi and in this world like a the kind of former glory of american commerce is fading and it's about that and it's not not even necessarily like in an angry way um it definitely comes up a lot but i think it's just in like you can't compete in a world in which, like, it's sort of about the way in which, like, if you are in a country which is uh, more economically developed, in which people are paid better, all this kind of crap, it is harder to compete in a world where, like, states states are controlled by few, like, few people. They're not really democratically elected, and they control the entire um, decision-making process. Like, the king of Saudi Arabia, they wait on him this entire movie. He's the only guy who can make this decision, and he inevitably goes another way, right? They can't sell to everyone in Saudi. They can only really sell to him. And in the same way in China, it's like, you know, the... the, the 
across low wages in China are set by the government and like are deliberately used to like uh, you know allow for manufacturing to come to China and help grow the economy there but in a way which may first look good for Americans but may look not the other bit is like about the fact that like it's about you finding yourself in older age feeling disposable that like it goes from you being the kind of the cock of the walk you know 1980s 1990s tom hanks films to having to sell products which are largely nonsensical and which make no sense to these big people and you know suddenly it feels like everything depends upon it and in these times you know you might have to uproot your entire life it's basically larry crown like it is it is plot wise pretty much just larry crown um except weirder in every way possible than lawrence carolla all right <laughs> Uh, hello and welcome to Hank's Bank, the show where Alexander chronologically reviews the geopolitical developments of the 2010s and the fuckability of Tom Hanks. <laughs> and I did not like this film. I didn't hate it. Um, I was mostly just often confused by it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, look, you're, you're smarter than me. Well done. <laughs> you know about geopolitics. I don't. I did an English um, degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just speak other languages. Um, uh, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like. I thought it was often confusing. Um, it, it not confusing. Well, there's a few things that I think were often co- confusing in that I didn't know what the point of it was. It was rarely confusing in like plot development, although some of the more like uh, non-conventional sequences that you've discussed, I think, were a little bit confusing occasionally. And I don't often talk about it, but quite poorly edited. I I don't notice that oh, just... sort of thing uh, often. There were there were a few bits which I thought like there's some bad green screens in this. Um, there were some and, bad green screens, and and there's just a few times where I'm like that shot was held a little bit long, weirdly, or like okay. or like when when he's falling in the seats and it's four cuts in in like three seconds. But it's it's like have you seen that clip of Liam Neeson jumping over a fence in Taken? Yeah, um, yeah, it's like that. It's like very clearly. Look, Tom. You know, when you were 22, you could fall off the ch- fall off a chair like the best of us. But when you're 60, we have to accept maybe you don't do films where you can, where you fall off chairs. You're not you're not built for those high octane stunts anymore. Um, what else was there about this film? Uh, I had another point and it's completely gone again. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was, I was confused why it was being made. Um, and then like. Oh, that was the other thing. I I didn't. I aggressively did not find it funny. And then when I was looking it up afterwards, and I saw it was listed as a comedy drama, I was like, "What?" <laughs> the only things like normally when I see something like when we watch things in the eighties, and I was like, "Look, I don't find these funny, but I can see where someone has written something that they thought was funny. I can recognize a joke when it's being told to me, even if I don't laugh." In this, I'm like, outside of my guy falling on a chair three times. <laughs> I don't see where the jokes are. I was really, I was like, and and I feel like this film also just in general, therefore doesn't really know what it wants to be. I don't feel like it is a comedy drama. It's not that funny. And it's not really a rom-com or a rom-dram because the romance aspects of it are like not super, de- there's like two scenes, yeah, we have like two scenes with the doctor and then and then the last 20 minutes where it gets steamy as fuck um, and it kind of came out of nowhere for me i was like i did not feel like the 
the like crowning arc of this would be romance. So it was really the last 20 minutes was like, this is how this film is ending. Okay. Oh, and there's, there's boobs in this film. I did not expect that. Okay. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, breasts of females terrify me. So, um, that was, that was particularly distressing. Um, but yeah, I didn't dislike it and I did have a good time watching mm-hmm. it for for the sake of like making fun of the weirder aspects of it. Um but I I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to give it. I haven't made it mind up yet. I haven't written anything in. But uh yeah, uh, for for people who uh, haven't listened to us before, we rate uh, these films on uh, three criteria. Uh we give the film itself uh a score out of 5. Occasionally that goes higher than 5. Um, mm-hmm. and occasionally it goes lower than zero. Um, uh, we give Tom Hanks performance out of five, and then we have the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom Hanks's character in this film? Um, and then of course we decide whether it goes in the Hanks Bank, the con- uh, collection of TV shows and movies we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the United States of space. So with that, Alexander, would you like to give some final thoughts about this film uh, and your numerical rating? I'm intrigued. I, I, I still can't tell whether you actually liked this film. <laughs> I'm like, I really can't tell whether well, it's a look, bit or not. He, here's my thing, right? This film was a miss in Tom <laughs> Hanks' catalogue. And yet, and yet, and, no, no, no. Okay. And yet, this is really important. This is the kind of miss that I want people to be making, all right? I don't yeah, want okay. people to be making Ithaca. I want people to stop making shitty movies about Abraham Lincoln, all right? Like, whatever kind of crap. This is a... I found it an exciting ball of... I don't know how this got made. I don't know why this got made, but I am glad that it got made, even if I don't think it's super good. Um, it's it's an utter, brilliant, diabolical mess. Uh, it is bizarre. It is edited weird, like you said. It is scripted really weird. There are weird sequences where a man stabs himself and the cancer lump in his back, Jamie. Yeah. What other film do you get that in? Look, honestly... None. Honestly, the only thing this film was missing was not showing us the money shot of that stab. They 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 absolutely yeah, pussy true. out and they they just cut away. The absolute I, cowards. I described this as if Tom Hanks was in Train Spotting, but if Train Spotting was weirder in plot. Um <laughs> and that's sort of how it feels like to me. Uh so like it's like between a two and a three for me. Like again, it's a miss, but it's it's oh what a glorious goof. I'm gonna give it a two. But man, what a brilliant two! <laughs> okay, thank God. I was I was really dancing around it because I do, like obviously you know this film is often driven by conflict. But I don't want I didn't want to like shit on a film that you were earnestly enjoying. <laughs> but it's fine if you weren't earnestly enjoying it. You were just like, I get, what, what's the opposite? Like you weren't sarcastically enjoying it. But you know what I mean. It Absolutely. wasn't it wasn't a pure. This is a great film. Ironically. Um, ironically enjoying it. exactly um so yeah i'm i'm gonna give this uh, a two as well i i think that's that's very fair i think i think it is genuinely for i guess i guess because you know it, it only had a budget of 34 million dollars which is absolutely tiny as i know and everyone knows um uh i find i found it a a like on a tech technological scale probably one of the worst made films we've seen from tom hanks in a while I like 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 in like so disagree with no, you like on a, on a pure tech on like 
the editing is weird the 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 bad green screens there's really bad and obvious adring in many points in this film where like someone would be outside a room and it's very clearly adr'd and then they'll walk in a room and the like quality of their voice will just completely change as it becomes clearly non-adr'd anymore i'm like how did this make it like uh but yeah so like on a like actual tech but but that sort of adds to some of that silly charm as you say i didn't I I was baffled by this film, but I didn't not enjoy watching it. Um, but you know, I I then later that day did go and watch The Prestige. Um, so oh, so it was real night and day. It was a real oh. night oh. and day. Um, oh. uh, but yeah, everyone go watch The Prestige. It's great. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I I'll give it a two as well. I think I think cool. you I think we have very different twos there. Uh, but we've yeah. we've landed on the same number. Tom Hanks's performance. What do we think oh, man, of Tom fantastic. Hanks's performance fantastic. in this? You know what? Tom Hanks, what a, what an actor. Five. <laughs> He's brilliant in this film. Five. Love him. Oh my God. This is the oh, most erotic Tom Hanks has ever been. Yeah. Five. Like, I I have to accept that that it, I found it weird that we were seeing a 60-year-old Tom Hanks be in such a steamy erotic film, but I'm willing to accept that it's that's just me like it might be like there are plenty of people who would not find it weird and it should not be weird that that older people can can fuck it, I, i'm really glad my parents don't listen to this but um, <laughs> yeah like that's a thing that does happen and it can be represented in films do you know like was i really really confused and slightly uncomfortable with it yeah but no no that doesn't mean it shouldn't happen and if, if i if i have to be fully honest that's probably the best Tom Hanks fuck scene we've seen. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like by far is that the like most steamy or oh. Tom Hanks fuck scene we've seen. I will oh. say Splash has some pretty good. But yeah. Splash is, is is pretty hot in times. Splash is pretty fucking hot. Um, but you know what? That uh, I I will I will say that while that uh actress might have been age appropriate, she was species inappropriate. Uh, so so I cannot support that as much as uh, I could support. Uh, these steamy erotic uh, sections. You can't support an interspecies relationship. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come hard down on not being okay with interspecies relationships. I'd, I look, it might be controversial. It might be controversial. This might finally be the episode where we get cancelled, but I'm I'm going to come out and say that, that I'm not sure. Fantastic. Um, uh, but I think Tom, Tom Hanks seems to be having fun in this film. Yeah. There's like... In fact, you know what? I'm going to give him a strong four exclusively for the deleted scene of his dancing because it's great. He is, he is having a whale of a time. You thought fucking him in um, I Really, 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 Really Like You was fun. Nope, this is the best music video he's ever made. It's amazing. Go watch it on YouTube. Um, so yeah, I, I respect him for having fun and throwing himself at this film uh, uh, with, with all of the silliness that it uh, potentially deserves. Um and with that, the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom Hanks' character in this film? Eight. Uh, and what? It's very important. What? Let's think about this. Think about it logically, Jamie. He's in a country in where this woman could be severely punished for the fact that she is alone in a room with him several times. He then pursues this woman because he really wants to burn her. And that's, you know, absolutely fine. No shame there. But also, he is putting several people's lives at risk all the way through. He pretended to be part of the CIA. Not cool. He was gonna kill that wolf. 
but he didn't, so he went back on his word. That's not cool either. <laughs> Should have killed the wolf. Should have killed the wolf, Jamie. Massive, massive. Di- uh, maybe I'm being overly harsh. Oh, I but mean, he also w- abandons his daughter. He's like, I don't have money for you to go to college, and I'm abandoning you and running away. If you're, da- can I just like throw this out there? If your parents got divorced, I don't know why. Like your dad was giving you money for Susan, but ignore that. And your dad went cool. I'm moving to Saudi Arabia and he didn't tell you him beforehand. You don't get to see your dad until he comes back because you're probably not going to Saudi. Like, what the shit is happening, Jamie? He is destroying his life in the most glorious way possible, but what a dick move to everyone involved. I, I... I can't help but feel that hyperbole is coming into this. This is your second highest ever dick rating. This beats any film where Tom Hanks has tortured people. Famously, your big thing. It's topped every single torture movie. It's It's topped um, The Green Mile, which you gave a seven because he supports capital punishment. Uh, It's only second to Cloud Atlas, which you gave a ten. I feel like... I, I mean, I'm be, happy to put the eight to in seven, there. I'll drop it to a seven. I'll drop it to a You're seven. You're dropping it all to right. a seven to, you know, just match all of the torture and murder films. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can't help but feel that when I, because I am going to put all of these numbers into a graph. Uh, when <laughs> when we finish, there's going to be a few outliers. <laughs> let's say that. Um, I'm I'm gonna put him on a three. Uh, I, I I think he's a bit of a dick. I think he breaks the law many times uh, in this film. Um, he's really... Actually, you know what? I'm going to give him a four. He's really bad at his job. He does not turn up on time to his job once. And all of his co-workers are always there. Like, they're all... The, despite the fact there is no water, no food, no Wi-Fi, no AC. They are always there on time, ready and raring to go. And he's just late every single day because he's either got drunk the day before or he stabbed himself in the back. So, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm giving him a strong four, actually. I don't think I was going to go that nice. high. And then I had a sudden realisation. Um, and then after that, we decide whether or not it goes into our Hanks bank. So, Jamie, is this going into your Hanks bank? Uh, I, it's not. And I really think this is going to go in your Hanks bank. And I'm terrified. <laughs> Jamie, I was watching this film yesterday. Okay. And um, this glorious, wonderful mess of a bizarre, bizarre film in which we're not sure whether or not a white guy plays... <laughs> the main Saudi character. Beautiful film. And about 30 to 40 minutes in, I turned to Alyssa and I said, this is going in my Hanks bag. <laughs> and this is still going in my Hanks bag, Jamie. This oh, is... Oh, Jesus. I have to say... The, people need to fail this well, all right? Fa- try, try to fail better, guys. I tell you what, it has been a long damn time since we did not agree on whether something went in a Hanks bank. I think it's maybe been since Castaway, which I'm really shocked I did not put I've looked at that that it's not in my Hanks bank. And I think that's really controversial looking back on it. But it is it is rare. The last time that I put some in fact, the last time I put something in my Hanks bank and you didn't was Toy Story One. Oh, the probably yeah. the most controversial uh, non-inclusion in the Hanks Bank in the entire. Uh, but you know what? I love it. I'm very glad that finally we found a film that, uh, that we uh, potentially slightly disagree on. Uh, so what that means is when something doesn't go in our Hanks Bank, we have to decide something else that we're going to present to the aliens to save humanity for this week. Now, of course, you have decided that the film a hologram for the king is going to save humanity this week i really think we might need this sequel alexander if this is the best we've got presenting um but in honor of uh this film 
being just filled with a problematic relationship to alcohol. Uh, what I'm going to take to the um, <laughs> uh, aliens this week uh, is a new alcohol that I tried for the first time this week called Honey Tequila. Now, if you mm. have had tequila before and, you know, you, we, we've all done it, you know, you've had tequila on a night out and, you know, a famously a drink that has to be done with pomp and circumstance and, and a big ceremony just because of how bad it is. Honey tequila will change your mind. Honey tequila will change your life. You will pray to the gods of Cathgabel, the specific kind of honey tequila that I had this weekend, uh, courtesy of my brother. Uh, and and oh boy, did that go down smooth. So me and all the aliens, we're going to get together and we're going to be sipping on honey tequila uh, while you and all the baby Yodas watch a hologram for the king. Uh, and that sounds that sounds like an appropriate evening activities. Us adults um, who recognize what good films are uh, are going to be drinking ourselves into oblivion while you and all the kids can enjoy your friendly little adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be down there watching Castaway and a hologram for the king in a double bill, my baby. Uh, right. Um, uh. So uh, with that, we are done with our hologram for the king. Next week, we are going to be reviewing Sully, Miracle on the Hudson. Of course, we cannot forget the subtitle to that, Miracle on the Hudson. Uh, I am excited for this because I, I, I really think it's going to be very bad. I feel like the deification of this man is slightly odd. Um, and uh, and I'm very excited to watch this film uh, further prove my point. Um, but with, uh, with a week still to go, uh, until that, what can our dear listeners do before then, Alexander? All right, guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to uh, learn to code, all right? You're going to write a, a invasive script, which is going to go onto people's computers and just download every episode of this podcast a thousand times. That's right. Am I encouraging a DDoS attack? I don't know what a DDoS attack <laughs> is, but I would like you to do a PPOS attack, a popular podcast operating system strike. Uh, and I want you to just get all these podcasts downloaded, guys. Uh, more specifically, I think a good episode you could go back and listen to recently, of course. Uh, British Spice, great time. I think you'd really enjoy if you went back and listened to that. Uh, you know what? Go back and listen to a classic. If you haven't listened to it, you want to encourage someone to listen to the first episode, go back and tell them to listen to um, uh, uh, Band of Brothers. Uh, in which we uh, changed the face of IMDb history. That's right. We went back and we changed Tom Hanks' IMDb. That's, uh, that's a strong I word. Of, we, that is I a strong he. word of we. <laughs> um, and of course, do not go back and listen to the uh, Streets of Philadelphia episode. It is once again still one of our most downloaded episodes. I don't understand it. Please stop downloading it. Stop down. This is my one campaign. Stop download. When you download all of the episodes, skip over Streets of Philadelphia. It's a perfectly fine episode. It's good fun but I don't understand why it's our most downloaded episode. It even makes me more confused that it's more downloaded than the one about the actual film Philadelphia. It makes no sense. Hashtag stop downloading Streets of Philadelphia, please. Um, uh, so from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Nothing, nothing this bow, week? Bow, 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 it's like you're always Hanks, surprised that this thing that you have to do every week <laughs> still has to bow, happen. Bow, 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 bow. It's hot. So hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hanks back.